Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Refill, part of the 52 and 52 Network where we do shorter reviews on movies. Today's episode is going to be about Gifted. Um, so if you guys don't know, Gifted is a new movie that just came out starring um, Captain America and Jenny Slate. Uh, it's basically about a little girl who is a math prodigy and um, Chris Evans is her uncle and he sort of takes her in once his sister dies. And uh, basically what ensues is uh, his mom is sort of w more well off than he is financially and sort of like a upper class highbrow kind of lady. And she wants the little girl to sort of, you know, take – uh, make use of her talents as best as possible, as young as possible, and and let her shine as a child prodigy. And Chris Evans just wants her to grow up in a, like a shitty public school and just make friends and and be a and be a kid. And that's sort of where the where the tension is. And um, I, I I really like the movie. I'm curious here with Josh. I think he likes it a little bit less than me, but I was more excited to see it than he was too. Um, so what do you think? Why why do you think you didn't like it as much as I did? I mean, I, I just think that it, a movie like that has a natural ceiling uh, because it's one of those where it's you watch the trailer and you already know you feel like you already know just about everything that's going to happen. So, um, but like the fact, I, I still liked it. I just don't know if I, I I don't know if I was quite as enthusiastic as you sounded when I asked your reaction of it because it, at times it's a little corny and just about everything you think is going to happen does happen. But I think it's an accomplishment that, in spite of that, like I didn't dislike it. I didn't want to leave the theater. I wasn't anxiously like I was. I wasn't hating it as I was in it. I wasn't whatever. It yeah. was just like this is enjoyable. This is fine. This is nice. You know, um, I, 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 the main reason they got me cause, because the, I thought the trailer was kind of corny. The main thing that got me in there is Jenny Slate. I because I, yeah. I, I really like her and uh, I've heard her. I feel like I've heard her voice a lot more than I've actually seen her on screen since Obvious yeah. Child came out. Like, what is she? been in like three different voice performances but what, what mm -hmm. where have we actually seen her as herself in a live action movie since obvious child i can't yeah. think of a ton off the top of my head so i was just excited to see her do something else it was the movie where uh, i guess they met and they kind of started dating and stuff i didn't know until after i saw the movie that they weren't dating that they're anymore. dating I got, yeah. oh they're not dating anymore no, no they broke up like oh, there's like a long article like if you google like jenny slate vulture i think um it's like yeah. a long interview where she talks about like her first divorce and then she started dating him right after and stuff like it's actually pretty interesting because like someone like her dating someone that's as famous as him is um is, is a pretty interesting thing uh just given that she wasn't like the most well-known person before but like I, I really like her and i think she's great i'm excited for the movie she has coming out this year with the with the obvious child director but i was glad to see her but she she doesn't have a ton to do uh she's fine but i i i guess i was expecting there to be a, maybe a little more of her but i but i still really enjoyed it i my thing was that um I, I yeah the story is predictable but the stuff that like I still found the most interesting because I while I thought the broad strokes of it were predictable like evil grandma they're gonna fight over it and of course it's gonna be a happy ending movie so like I kind of got I, I knew what to expect with that but I would have liked a little more of some of the smaller details in between specifically the stuff in the, uh, in the classroom um i i could have actually done a little more of that and i thought it would have just been added a little something there that i just didn't exactly know 
what I was going to see, you know, like how little kids would react to someone like that in their class. I mean, it's just, I it's been 20 years since I was that kid's age and sure. uh, there wasn't a math prodigy in my class. So I'm not, I'm not exactly totally fresh on just the dynamics of a first grade class, a first grade classroom and how kids would treat someone that was that much obviously smarter than them. And it was kind of cool how she interacted with the kids and ends up um, sticking up for them and finding herself a little bit there and learning how to act. Cause she obviously, um, didn't really have a lot of social um, common sense at that point yet because she was new to it. So that I, 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 there are just maybe smaller other things like that. I, I would have liked a lot more of that and a lot less of the courtroom stuff is, main, is my main thing. See, I actually liked I liked the courtroom stuff because I thought it was very compelling to me sort of like seeing how a family is going to attack each other and sort of use these personal history against each other. And I, for me, I could tell that they that they while generally they probably didn't get along very well as like child and mother, which I think is believable. Like, you know, some people don't get along with their parents, but I think at the same time you understood that they sort of loved each other and they really didn't want to use this stuff against them and bring up this shit from the past. And, um, especially, I don't know, I, you know, obviously like the, the sister committed suicide and that's never great, but I thought the story around that was pretty good. Um, I know you said that you, you wish we had more details. I thought we had enough. I thought it was interesting that we don't have to sort of know everything in the entire backstory about everything and just oh, I wasn't sort of talking like, about the backstory I, I, I wasn't specifying yeah. I just meant like more the nitty-gritty about what her day-to-day life would be like in school yeah I, yeah I, 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 I didn't need them to spell out the backstory I thought they, they they did enough there without going overboard I agree with you on that yeah um I, I don't know I, I I thought it was enough to just sort of see her like I like the stuff with Chris, Chris Evans talking to the principal about like yes it's terrible she hit this person but this is a lesson that th- this seven-year-old person is learning um, or has learned at, at so so far already. And I, I don't know. I thought that was really interesting. And I, I liked her relationship with Octavia, who's always great and everything, no matter how big or small of a role she gets. Um, I don't know. I, like, you, like you said, a lot of it is predictable. I didn't think it was as corny as I thought it was going to be. But I thought that they did enough to differentiate like – this from a generic uh, like i thought it could have been way more generic than it was and I, I thought chris evans actually was really good and i thought the little girl was really good and we talk a lot about child actors whenever we see movies but i, I don't know i thought the girl was good i don't know how you feel about that yeah, but I, I liked her I, there were a few points where i was just like i don't know if she's really selling this delivery for me but it's then i then i caught myself i'm like this is like a six-year-old with the like that has a genius <laughs> iq of course she's gonna say stuff that doesn't sound natural coming from a six-year-old so yeah there are a few moments where i'm like i don't know if i'm enjoying this performance and i realized like oh yeah like i mean it's gonna it's supposed to be weird you know it's about yeah. supposed to sound normal so i uh, so yeah she did a pretty good job i mean i guess the, the actress is actually a few years older than six obviously i mean as would normally be for roles like that you want to find someone that's older but that can pass for younger and um but yeah i thought i thought she was good i particularly enjoyed those like i said i enjoyed those scenes of the classroom and how she interacted with other kids and i i just would have wanted more of that myself um that that was just the stuff i personally found the most interesting and i could have done more of i maybe it's just i and i and i might be in the minority on that they, they play movies are under no obligation to like cater to lawyers when they do legal scenes but <laughs> yeah. it's just like once you've been in the courtroom more like i have recently getting more experience as a lawyer myself it's just you get nitpicky and you're like that's not really how exactly that happens and, and so I, I guess more for me than your average moviegoer maybe there's a little more eye rolling in a, in a scene like that i didn't think whatever. those scenes were bad they weren't overly corny but it's it doesn't exactly still feel like uh 
I, I guess I just thought it was, I don't know. I, I must say, I, maybe I just thought it was the premise where it's just like, I, I guess they did kind of get it how, um, maybe it wasn't totally above board exactly how he ended up taking her uh, custody of her. So maybe it wasn't like the most airtight custody paper, like, uh, uh, legal status that he had and that's why it was so easy for her in like five minutes this grandma yeah. who hadn't seen the kid in eight years to all of a sudden get him into a courtroom i guess it was just weird yeah. for me to see like how how they were taking this grandma that literally had not seen her in eight years so seriously all of a sudden to just you know what i mean like it just seemed yeah, a little I funny you, that but, like the legal but, process would work like that yeah but again i mean I, I thought that his lawyer spelled it out well enough with the uh, sort of um you know she has money this is what she wants for the kid like you know, you're kind of poor and doing, you know, you're not really like, you don't have health insurance, whatever, whatever. And I, I mean, as far as like best interests of the child stuff for family law, I think that that's sort of applicable there. Right. You're bringing me back to my, uh, my bar exam studying. I, yeah. There's diff- there's different factors. I guess they're yeah. usually more between, uh, between, a, a um, the, the, a husband and wife and their kid. But, uh, I guess some of those definitely would play against him if he, he's, when you think about him fighting that hard to like keep a girl without paying for her child, uh, yeah. her healthcare, that's like, yeah, maybe you need to like, and maybe that's part of why it didn't, it actually made sense when he, when he kind of came to the, and he even does come to that realization a little bit too. And they, when he, kind of stops fighting and just lets her go with the foster parents um yeah. so that, that i i thought that was pretty well done and uh yeah and and see i i thought it was believable to the point where like i think we all can do things or say things that we don't that even though we know is like the wrong decision or wrong to say or do that we still do them sometimes and which is you know him leaving her with the foster parents like he didn't want to do that and he mm-hmm. like he knew that that wouldn't be necessarily what's best for her or what he wanted but i think that he sort of tried to be like all right this is what the system says this is what i should do and then and then immediately regrets it as soon as he like and him having to run out the run out of the house because he was so upset by it and one thing i did respect with that and why like she ultimately is really mad at him and understandably so and i actually thought like i i thought of southpaw a little bit where uh, yeah i was just gonna she gets separated from jake and that but it's like she like hates him as much as like she hates chris evans and gifted and it's like I didn't feel as earned in Southpaw because it was like here it's like we're hanging out with them and still even while this court case is going on he's being all reassuring to her and all of a sudden he just like does a 180 on her and is like ah, yeah. yeah I'll I'll drop you off here even if maybe that he wasn't like necessarily doing a bad thing by doing that but in Southpaw it's like she literally gets just like taken from him and it's very clear it's not his choice at all and yeah. then she hates him and while maybe it would make sense for a kid to ultimately rebel a little bit against the parent it still felt like they didn't show us everything in southpaw whereas like here you you under you had a really good sense of their relationship whereas that happens really early in southpaw and exactly why they are so close and how she feels about him and you see him uh keep telling her it's not going to be that way it's not going to be that way and then it is that way um so and 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 because of that those dramatic scenes work really well but i think one thing the movie does do very well is that there are actually some legitimately funny parts that i laughed out loud at um, yeah. I, I, maybe you can, uh, refresh me on a couple of those because, uh, I haven't seen it in three weeks. I think, I feel like there was one like really, Oh, there was the, 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 there's the cornea joke. I don't know if yes. that's coming to you off the top. I, I don't remember exactly what context that was in. Um, but I, uh, I, Octavia, <laughs> Octavia Spencer told him his first mistake was getting a black lawyer. Um, oh, that okay. was funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, 
the, yeah, that, that whatever that cornea joke was, I'm not getting the, I can't remember the exactly the setup, but that was really funny. And I, I did like, chuckle at the Octavia thing. And there were a couple other moments where I really did laugh out loud, which well, was, I wasn't expecting to really get any of that when I came to the movie. So that was a, that was a pleasant yeah. surprise. Yeah. And I think Chris Evans, it, it's funny cause he, he can do that like off brand comedy sort of just like I'm serious, but also I can make jokes kind of thing. And sort of like a reversal of like Sudeikis and what we were talking about with, uh, what he normally plays is, you know, just the funny guy like this. And Evans usually plays a little bit more serious, whether it's in, uh, um, but, you know, superhero movies or whatever else, but Snowpiercer, Snowpiercer. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was cool to see him sort of just play this like good looking, but beat up sort of, you know, guy just repairing boats and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, Still not sure. sure. Like, I, I guess they filmed it in uh, Savannah. Not yeah. sure. I'm not sure if they did it. Maybe they, I don't know why they decided did Tampa. To call, well, why, why, <laughs> yeah. did, why, 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 why didn't they just call it Savannah? Because like, I mean, I'm not sure if like I, I've spent a good amount of time in St. Pete actually in the last couple of yeah. years in Tampa, and I'm like, eh, not totally sure if I'm buying this. I, I don't know why yeah. they needed to call it that. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah. That, well, I think just because like he was like, oh, there are beaches here and uh, whatever else. I don't know. They yeah, just. I, I mean, like that's this is like I'm like it's a very small group of whatever the audience this movie is actually going to draw has been to St. Pete that much, so yeah. not really that big of a problem. But like I, it was something I had in the back of my mind, and then uh, friend of the pod Hannah, she she's yeah. a St. Pete native, and so she was already yeah, I she, saw her she, she was, she was already that. tweeting about it before <laughs> I before I went into the movie, so I, I would have thought about it anyway. But then I was like paying extra special attention to it. Yeah. Um, so like that that was something like I just I kept thinking about that I didn't really need to be thinking about, but. Um, but yeah, like I mean, like uh, I don't even know why I, how how I ended up bringing that up. Um, oh, you're talking about being a boat dude on in yeah. Tampa and yeah, stuff. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, I don't know. Like he, he, I thought I thought he was pretty good. I have like I guess I I agree. I'm, I'm having trouble thinking about like what other stuff I've actually seen uh, Chris do recently besides um, besides Snowpiercer and the Marvel stuff. Yeah. Um, so it was cool just to see him in a totally different setting. It's like you're used, uh, the two things you've seen him in are literally being like a superhero and living in like the most dystopian of dystopian movies that we've seen in the recent years on a train. Uh, so yeah, it was cool to see him actually be convincing in something else, you know? And he, the thing is he's really funny in real life, like on Twitter and, and he does sort of like Facebook stuff sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's interesting. And, uh, he's in, I know it was a long time ago, but he's in Scott Pilgrim Mm -hmm. as like the, one of the boyfriends. Is he the douche one? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's like, yeah, um, which he's really good in, mm-hmm. I I think. Um, but other than that, he hasn't been in a ton since since uh, signing on to the Marvel stuff because he was in that terrible Fantastic Four movie like ten years ago. Two of them. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I like even his stupid shit. Like, not another team movie is like I love that movie and he's so funny in it. Uh, perfect score, fucking Darius oh, yeah. Miles and him are in that yeah, movie. Right. Like that shit, <laughs> I like that movie. Was, it's well, wasn't that his I first his first collaboration with Scarlett Johansson too? I believe. Yeah. Um. So I I don't know. I like Chris Evans enough, and so maybe that was just me being a little biased towards his performance and watching the movie. But I don't know. Would you recommend it, Josh? Yeah. Uh, I I think so. I think uh, there's 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 been a little bit of a rush of movies, but I guess. We got Guardians, and we've been talking about it on these pods. Like Guardians and Alien are coming out, but I mean, yeah. for the first two weeks in May, like if you have your, your five dollar Tuesday night movie at, at your local theater or whatever, like it's I think it's worth it if you're just looking for something to do for sure. Yeah, and it's not too long. It's like an hour and a half. It says an hour and forty minutes. I don't think it's that long. I don't think it runs that long though. It Doesn't feel that long. Yeah, 
Um, there's a, there's enough story where you're not you're not worried about the length of the movie. So uh, I would also recommend it. I liked it a lot. Um, we just talked about Colossal too, and we recommended that. So there's a there's a couple of movies to see now before we get into the big uh, studio summer, movies. Summer deluge. Yeah. Um, anyway, so thank you guys for listening. Uh, Josh, what is your Twitter handle? It's at Josh Chernovoy, J-O-S-H-J-U-R-N-O-V-O-Y. Uh, my Twitter handle is at aclambake, A-K-L-A-M-B-A-K-E. Our podcast Twitter is 52in52pod at uh, on Twitter. And then our Gmail, 52in52pod at gmail.com. Uh, let us know what you guys think of Gifted. And thank you for listening. We'll see you guys next time. Mm-hmm.